Jacob. Hey, what's up? What do a precocious yet entitled kid who attempts to win the affections of a teacher and an awkward teen who must endure the affair between her bestie and her brother have in common? Wow, I have no idea. What do they have in common? Well, let's find out. This week, I watched Rushmore. And this week, I watched The Edge of Seventeen. And now it's time to make The, the Movie, movie connection. connection. <laughs> All right, here we go. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister... And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where, you know, in an effort to broaden our individual movie horizons and to just remain connected in general, we decided to connect over something we both enjoy. Movies. Movies, baby. So we decided to meet up every week and assign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before, and then we watch them. We sit down to discuss them, and then we review them, and then we try to figure out, hey, is there any connective tissue between these two different movies? Any at all. Anything? Anything. Bueller? Um, Anything. I think <laughs> I think this week, definitely, I was able to find some. Me too. And we are kind of in the middle of a theme. You know me, I love a good theme. Um, <clears throat> so we've been doing kind of back-to-school movies. Um, and this week definitely counts. I like how we're not touching on the two, like... These aren't the go-to, like, back That's to That's true. We're sort of, like, uh, branching out a little bit and finding some, just kind of fun. Maybe we'll introduce some new movies to some new people. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, two very, I like these two. If they did share a category, it would be quirky, I guess. Um, they are both quirky. In their own way, definitely not. I, you can't put them strictly in comedy. You can't put them strictly in drama, but... I would argue that Rushmore is like a movie that's in its own genre. <laughs> um, the Wes Anderson genre. Is... I'm like sort of curious to check out more of his movies. I don't know. Exactly. You don't know how to feel about him. <laughs> yeah. And right? I don't like I I actually really like spoiler. I liked the movie. Yeah. Um, I, I like I'm curious to see if I watched other ones of his. I've heard that you can kind of like always tell. Yeah. That right. they're his movies. And I'm trying to think if I've seen any of his movies. Yes, you have. Oh, I have. The Fantastic Mr. Fox. But, I mean... That's like a Are you going to draw that movie. connection? Huh? That's an animated movie. Yes, stop motion. But see, like that right... It was right... good, though. I remember really liking it. Oh, yeah, it was good. But that right there kind of already makes it a Wes Anderson film where it's just like, oh, it's an animated film? It's like, yeah, but it's stop motion. It's like, oh, that's different. Like, people don't really do that. It's like, yeah. But Wes Anderson, he because he's gonna want the fabrics and the he want you mm -hmm. he likes textures and tactile things like you know yeah that's cool. Um, but we'll I get... have a friend that's like obsessed with this director Wes Anderson and he watches all of the movies that come out. So nice. I'll be excited to talk to him about this one because I'm sure it's one he likes. Definitely, um, this is one of his better ones. Probably my favorite. It's between this, that one, and uh, the Royal Tenenbaums, which we'll mm. probably put on the list. Um, it's a good one. Cool. Uh, that's got uh, Luke Wilson in it. Uh, really good stuff. 
Um, and that's another thing Wes Anderson, he really likes the Owen, uh, Owen brothers or uh, sorry, the Wilson the, brothers. The Wilson brothers. <laughs> yeah. I read that, um, Owen Wilson helped write this. Yeah. Yeah. You can see it in the end credits too. Yeah. Written by I Wes. I really like that a lot. Um, I didn't know that he wrote or if, I don't know if he writes often. I don't know. For but Wes I Anderson, think... it seems. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those that's things. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like those relationships. Um, and I can see, like, after I read that, I was like, oh, I can see, like, the parts of him, I feel like, coming through. Right. Kind of. Yeah. You know? Sort of. Sort of, kind of. Sort of, kind of. Maybe. Well, what do you say we talk about it, then? Why don't you tell Let's me... talk about it. ...in your own words, a little something about this movie, Rushmore. Rushmore. Tells us all about that mountain, right? <laughs> no. Oh. Um... <laughs> That might be boring. Right. Um, <laughs> Max, that's who we learn about. Yes. A kid named Max. He's a 15-year-old who goes to Rushmore, which is a private school. Mm -hmm. um, but he's been put on academic probation yeah. because he doesn't really do well in normal classes. What he does do well, though, is in extracurriculars. Yeah. He is a uh, master. Max, he, yeah, he does fencing. Mm -hmm. He's a playwright, mm -hmm. beekeeping, mm -hmm. uh, ends up being a Latin enthusiast, even right. though he doesn't know Latin. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. Yep. This kid just likes to, to do things. <laughs> um, he likes to keep busy is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Max reads something in a book and he gets the librarian to tell him who checked the book out. And he figures out that a teacher, Miss mm. Cross, an elementary school teacher, wrote it. Right. Um, he ends up falling in love with her. Yeah, pretty hard. He, yes. And it's a little cringy. Mm. Um, <laughs> Definitely. and Max also has an older friend named Herman Bloom, yep. played by Bill Murray. Um, oh, he's a wealthy industrialist. Yeah, yeah. Who I feel like is just there to fund Max's extracurricular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Things. Uh, he's also a father of two boys at Rushmore, mm -hmm. who I think he really hates. Yeah. Um, <laughs> things get pretty complicated when Mr. Bloom starts to fall for Miss Cross. Yeah. Max ends up getting expelled, and he starts at public school. Shit hits the fan when he finds out about Herman's feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was a hard movie to summarize. Yeah. Because... It's right. <laughs> it needs to be watched, really. It does, because it's like, a lot happens, not a lot happens. Yeah. It's all a weird tone, and trying to, like, explain the tone is sort of impossible. I See, don't know. It it would be a case of, like, it... It really does draw attention to the fact that a movie really is just an assemblance of scenes. Yes. <laughs> strung, to, yes. strung together. Uh, because this very much is, like... Yeah, scene, like, you know, scenes happen. Uh, but but you're right. Like, at the end of the day, they share a tone. There, yes. There is, I mean, we are following, yeah, we're following Max, and, like, his. there is a storyline going on. But, right, for the most part, it's really just an ex you're flipping on the TV to just enjoy the, it really, the tone. The tone is the what tone. you're going yeah. for. Right? Yeah. Yes. It, to me, somehow feels like such a cozy movie. Yeah. Uh, but doesn't need to. Like, there's no reason for it to feel that way. Because, I mean, it's all taking place in schools and stuff like that. Yet, 
it's very cozy to me like it feels familiar i you know i relate to a lot of things going on i mean come on like max was me like if i could yeah <laughs> i would if i could only do extracurricular activities i would have like yeah yeah same actually i had the same approach that he did it's like i don't really like the school parts but hey all the other shit that's i'm game yeah for sure and if i had the budget max had to do a play oh my god you best believe i would have been doing for real man been doing it's interesting like how many things he takes on that he doesn't even really like like that much yeah like building the aquarium for miss cross yep right. And at one point she's just like i didn't ask anybody to to build this and he's like i know yeah and it's like the other guy's that... just like i can't believe i spent eight that eight million dollars on this yeah right <laughs> it's like oh kidoki is, is that all you're willing to spend <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so weird. Um, yeah very interesting and then see like right so many things should not work here where it's like the a lot of relationships are kind of borderline inappropriate like yeah like I don't like or questionable at best where it's like this relationship sure. between Max and the Bloom guy it's just like <laughs> weird it's sort of strange because like I felt like oh if I didn't have con any context I'd be like oh he's his driver but like no that's not true um <laughs> right right oh okay he's his weird rich older friends um interesting yeah. who doesn't uh, <laughs> hesitate in saying that he like max is his friend like he like he yeah it's so cute that is cute though yeah bill murray is the perfect choice for this character by True. the way yeah um because the character could have been so creepy yeah he wasn't True. he could have been weirder but he wasn't. Right. He was just the right amount of earnest. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And just the right amount of Bill Murrayness. Because, you know. And kind of sad. Like, you know, he's definitely a kind little of a, sad. a sad individual. Like, you know. Uh, yes. You know. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Just sad. <laughs> and see, that's another thing Wes Anderson does well. Is like, I never walk away really 100% liking his characters. Like, usually. Yeah. There was there's not a lot of characters to like here, except Dirk. Right. Except Dirk. Like Dirk. Yeah, Dirk, he's Dirk great. Cool. His little best who, friend, his little kid best friend. Yeah, who was Dennis the Menace, by the way. Oh, that's where I know him from. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I love that kid. He's so sweet. Yeah, really great. Um, but oh. like, yeah, even Max. So even Max, who great character, but not turn him super into a turn him into a three-dimensional person i'm not sure i'm gonna like him like yeah right um but like once in a while like these characters come along that are just so awesome and like this max character to me is one of them it's just such an interesting character and so well portrayed by jason schwartzman that yeah you know, he was awesome yeah did a really good job so um what do you say we get into some q a about rushmore let's do it so if you could like you've only seen this one movie and we touched on you know that you vaguely remember like uh fantastic mr fox yes but if you could like put a pin on like what is this wes anderson style what would you venture to say that is so far well i think we said it a lot already but i'll say it again definitely quirky yeah um in what way 
<laughs> I don't know how to explain it because it's sort of like it's sort of a comedy. Uh-huh. Funny. It's things sort are. of a little bit unrealistic. Right. But it's this... also sort of like it's sort of real. Uh-huh. Exactly. Like, you know, it's it's very contradictory. How's that? Um <laughs> Like, I just don't know, because I sort of got some of the same feelings I got when I watched, um, oh my god, what is a a director that we don't like? What is his name again? Uh, Woody Allen. I sort of, like, I would not say that they are the same at all. Right. But, like, you know, Woody Allen has a certain tone to his films, and this guy also has a certain tone, and they're not the same tone. Yeah. But in the way that, like, I feel like if I watched another Wes Anderson movie now, I would be like, oh, yeah, that's a Wes Anderson movie. He's got a very distinctive style. He does, yeah. Because it does, like, some parts of it feel very real, but, like, they take everything just out of the context of, like, of being real. Just out of the realm of real, yeah. Yeah, because, like, the play at the end, like, obviously that's not going to (laughs) happen. See, only because, like, only that would be too fucking cool. Like, why hasn't a play like that happened? Like, are you kidding me? Like, we'll get into the play more later. We will. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah. definitely quirky. Definitely, like. Now, did you notice that he has an affinity for, he loves perfectly framed shots. Did that occur to you at any point? Like, maybe it's one of those things where it's like, it's happening, but you don't even, like, notice it. Uh, I feel like I did notice it a couple of times, actually. Because he loves, like, From I the mean, photography classes I've taken. Right. Just, like, it did feel like everything was balanced nicely, and, yeah. Like, like anytime somebody's walking down a hall, they're going to be center of the frame. Like, you know, all this stuff. Like, he lo- like everything's going to be, yeah, perfect. Yes. Which is so interesting. It, like you said, the contradictory nature of that versus, like, his characters are all very, like, despondent and just messes like you know yes um and don't exactly is my nose bleeding it is um oh no and don't exactly highlight the best qualities in humanity right but uh right that is true but the tone but right at the end of the day the tone is what i think it's the tone is relatable is relatable it is yeah it reminds me of a tone like it takes me back um, yeah. All right. So let's talk Max. What do Max. you think of Max? Like, what? Good qualities, bad qualities. I think that his, one of his good qualities is he's very confident. Fair, yeah. Um, he's definitely like a really confident kid. He, he doesn't really apologize a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, which maybe is not a quality it's bad quality i guess but like you know they take him in there to tell him he's on academic probation and you think like i know how this movie's gonna go this kid is gonna study really hard and he's right. gonna you know prove and like he had that dream where he was able to like solve the math equation that no one could solve and so i really thought like oh he's gonna first i thought he was gonna be really smart right right he wasn't <laughs> and then i thought like oh he's gonna try to prove himself and right. like really like study hard and he didn't do that either instead he just sort of like was like i'm just gonna keep doing my extracurriculars until i get expelled yeah right um uh 
Yeah, very, very confident, though, to go after an older woman the way oh, he yeah. does. Oh, right. And just, um, and to a fault, maybe, yeah. To a fault. Like, yeah. yeah. And to be rejected so many times. See, and there's, yeah, there's a problem. By the way, guys, no means no. Like. No means no. You know. Yeah. So that becomes frustrating. Yeah, he's a little arrogant, I guess. So yeah, a little bit. It's a, it's half and half, right? Because he's confident in all the ways that I think are really good, actually. And, you know, he's not, like, afraid of the kids talking shit about him or anything like right. that. Doesn't phase him, really. He's right. got, like, an older friend and a much younger friend. And he doesn't really care what that looks like to anyone. Right. Um, all of that's good. And, you know, I like that he has so many interests. I think that's yeah. really fun. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and he's not just the kind of person that, like, has an interest for a minute. Like, he remembers. Like, he knows how to keep bees. He yes. knows how to fence. Right. Like, you know, he really does put himself into those common or into those um, extracurriculars and really learns how to do them. Right. Uh, before moving on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, a little, little too persistent with his love interest. Too entitled. Um, like, that's little sense, too entitled. Like, that was the problem. Like, and... Fortunately, like that is like of the age type of thing as well, where it's just yeah, like, yeah of that, course that seventeen-year-olds, yes, like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Doesn't and, make it any um, less frustrating though, because you know you're witnessing it and you're just like, stop doing that, right? Yeah, and like I sort of got the sense, and not when he was around him or anything, but like that maybe he was like ashamed that his dad was like a uh, um, barber. But, like, you know, when he's around him, you can't really tell. But, like, mm -hmm. he doesn't really want to introduce his friends to him. Right. And he doesn't invite him out to the dinner that they had, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. And, um, and at one point he says, like, I'm just a barber's son. Right. And so that's kind of like a bummer when that happens, you know. Yeah. But he makes up for it later. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Max, uh, like we mentioned, has a lot of clubs and extracurriculars he's involved with. Did any of them catch your interest? Like any club well, you would have probably two, been in? My two favorites. Well, definitely I love that he's so involved with theater. Yeah. Like I have a fondness of that just like through you. Yeah. Like being around theater stuff from you being in theater when we were young. Um. And so that was really fun. And I loved the beekeeping, too. Yeah, right. I did think that was so funny. I and wish we it had paid a off so nicely. Club. Yeah. Me, too. Yeah, that would have been I great. also really liked when he was fencing at the public school and the basketball team just starts running past him. <laughs> like, that cracked me up so much. I'm like, ah, oh, I would have loved to do fencing. I had a friend who went to a charter school and nice. her pe class period was fencing dang and cool. i was so jealous i yeah. was like that's a rich person sport right. that's very cool yeah <laughs> it seems cool. sort of useless but it's also awesome exactly um <laughs> no definitely the theater though is like probably the coolest and, and it's his passion too like he puts the most the yeah. most effort into that it one seems so yeah for sure if you could create a club what would it be for Ooh. I think I would do like a botany club. Botany, um, Ooh, yeah, great. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I would do botany, uh, so like growing things and mm -hmm. and um, so that or maybe like there already is so many sewing clubs though, yeah. but I do enjoy like crafting in general. So maybe a crafting club where everybody could bring their own craft there you go. and we could all just craft together for an hour or two. There you go. That would be nice. 
But yeah, botany would be really fun. And then everybody could get their hands dirty and they could learn something. Right. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, Mrs. What was the professor's name? Professor Sprout. There we go. Yes, from Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> Harry Potter. Uh, the romance between Max and the teacher. How do you, how do you feel it was handled? Like, it's surprising how like I mean it's kind of the center of the whole movie, and yet it like so controversial. <laughs> like right? Yeah, like it's kind of upsetting. Yeah. Um. You know, she sets boundaries, but, like, not, not maybe, she sets boundaries as a woman. Maybe not as many as she should have set as a teacher. They're right. They only barely uh, touched on that. Like, that should have been the Like, I stop. don't like to, to be, like, as the woman, but, you know, as the teacher. Yeah. So, like, pull the gender out of it. As the teacher, like, you should be absolutely, absolutely. 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 <laughs> Absolutely setting those boundaries with the students. Um, yeah, the moment right. that she might have felt like he was like feeling romantic feelings to her, she should have like pulled the plug. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. she sort of just kept like, I don't want to say encouraging it, but right. sort of was like not discouraging it as much as she should have been. Right. Because in the end, she's an adult and he's a 15 year old. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so even though he's being a persistent little asshat, yeah. um, you know, it's her job as the grown up and as the person of power yeah, right. to like absolutely make it stop. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she yeah. has resources to do that. She sure does. Could have gotten him expelled a long time ago. Like, you know. Yeah, she could have. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's so awkward. And yet, like. And it is they awkward. handle it so well in parts, but at the end of the day, when you remember, it's like, oh, this like this shouldn't be going on. <laughs> right. I will say that, like, for the most part, I didn't feel creeped out. Yeah. Right. There were a couple parts that made me cringe, like when he showed yeah, up at her house and was laying in her, her bed. Yeah. Pops the and... tape in. Yeah. That was yeah. the most. That was when I'm just like, all right, you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. That was one too many. Um, how do you feel? Oh, wait. Uh, oh, and then we have a relationship between Dirk and Max, you know, should also be weird. But how do we feel about that? I mean, this kid is so much younger than Max. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but I never felt creeped out by it. Well, I really felt out, like it's it just was definitely like a big brother. Not typical, like, right? Um, yeah, I felt like it was like a big brother, little brother mentor relationship yeah he was a mentor to him um and i think too that like one kind of good thing about max is that he treats everybody like they're his equal right and so he treats this kid who is way younger than him that maybe someone else would treat with kid gloves he treats him like he's the same age and yeah. you know we're gonna go fly kites together and we're friends and yeah right you know yeah. uh i I didn't mind that relationship at all. Great. Um, what career path do you see for Max Fisher? Fast forward 15, 20 years. What can we expect to see from the likes of a Max Fisher? This kid who probably isn't going to do any better in school going forward. <laughs> right. 
we can assume that he's not going to do better in school going forward. I feel like he will probably be one of the people that tries like a hundred different careers until he feels one that really fits. Mm-hmm. And maybe that one is like a career counselor helping other people pick their careers. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he wouldn't maybe be the best counselor, but um, I mean, I'm trying to think of a way that he could do multiple jobs. Right, exactly. Because because I can't see him doing one thing forever because exactly. he likes to do like maybe working at a community center where they have a bunch of different things to do. Oh, I don't know. Go. There you go. And it would be his community center, which changes there you out go. Right, because the activities every you, week. You know, uh... <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, because Bill Murray's character would for sure be like, yeah, I'll buy you a community center. It's no problem. <laughs> right. It's going to be like the Dave and Busters of community centers. <laughs> um, yeah, I could see that. Because, I mean, the logical go-to would be filmmaker, but I just don't... They're not going to let him. Like, <laughs> Right. Like, like, there's... Yeah, there's the thing. It's like, yeah, going to investors, like, they're going to be like, no, we heard what you fucking did with the last movie. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Right. But maybe he makes one, one movie, movie that, like, <laughs> maybe it's a cult classic. Yeah, right. And that I could people see that. realize how great it is after it's, like, had its time and right. he didn't get a lot of money from it. But maybe now he's getting some residuals or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's the thing. I think he would make one movie. He'd get, I think so, too, for sure. Because, like, he out. rode the wave of writing one play for a really long time. Yeah. Because he was like, I wrote a play when I was in second grade. Right. And it was great. Sounds and like then we me. don't see I bring him write that up another any play. Opportunity I can. In the fourth grade, I wrote, produced. My own play. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, but, uh, it was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you know we see him do it again, uh, which was cool. It was yeah. cool. And definitely upped. Excuse me. Up the ante. Up the budget. Up the everything with that. Um, oh hell yeah! And then what did you think of Max's play? Or plays, really? We did see a few actually. We did. Uh, um, but we see the big one at the end. Um, unless this ties into certain other questions. In which case, we can just move does. on to those. All right, let's move on. <laughs> favorite questions. Favorites. All right, starting with favorite performance. Um, That is Jason Schwartzman. Great. Because, um, yeah, nailed as it. As Max, because he totally nailed it. And I did read that he, like, this was his first role, right? Really? Wow. That's... I believe this was his first role. And he actually made himself a sweater and, like, did a Rushmore emblem that he created. And he sewed it into the sweater and took it there for his audition. Oh, And to my me, God. that is next level shit, man. Yeah. And this guy, like, it's great that he got this role. Very much How so. could they give it to anyone else? Yeah. Um, totally. And he did such a good job of portraying this like sort of complicated not yeah. always likable right. character that you know in the end i was like happy to see growth yes yes exactly yep and um, i think and i do also, think yeah he did great yeah. he did great yeah also i have to say this was also alexis bladell's first role she didn't have any words but she was sitting next to him in the class at the public school when he what? went um, up to introduce himself uh-huh. and say his speech. Alexis Bledel was sitting right next to him. So we've I had got to rewind a, it. We've got a Kristen Stewart situation from uh, <laughs> from the 13th year. 
<laughs> we do. Uh, so that was like a shock. I had to rewind it twice. I'm like, what's that Rory? Is that Rory Gilmore? Um, anyways, uh, but my honorary does go to Bill Murray because wow, really? I, I loved him in this role. Like really? he was so yeah. interesting. I like it when Bill plays a quirky guy. Yeah. Right. Um, and this guy was kind of quirky. I liked his little moments. Like there were two, there's two awesome moments that had to have been Bill Murray decisions where it's like, so I love like their second encounter basically when Bill Murray's out in the car picking up his kids and Max shows up. It's like, Hey, and you can tell he's the car is only slightly moving. So Max, the care has to keep like <laughs> shifting. Yeah. And it's just, oh, I love that moment. And then I love the, like he's doing his, spy thing weird awkward spy thing and bill murray like crosses through a basketball game between these little kids and goes out of his way to fucking uh uh what's it called goaltend the kid yep uh beautiful yep you can tell that it was his decision like i like that there was this through line of this this uh this character not liking kids and not being ashamed to show it right which reinforces the awesomeness of like his friendship with max i guess right like Right, right. Yeah, it's great. And and I like, like, when they're in the all-out war, too, um, which is just so redonkulous, by the right. way, for a grown-ass man yes. to be, like, participating in this. But I laughed really hard when he drove over his bicycle. Yeah. I thought that was deserved. I'm sorry. Right. Oh, but that yeah. kid put a bunch of bees in that hotel room. Like, yeah. yeah I'd run over your bicycle, too, man. Yep. Like, and, then, and then his response, though, was that was the that was too far. That's <laughs> cutting someone's brake line. A little bit too far, kid. Yeah, too far. Could be death. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that they bring out just the right amount of pettiness between each other, and it's pretty fun to watch. And it's Great. a weird duo that works. Yeah, in that weird uh, Great Gatsby kind of way. Yeah. Um, all right, favorite. So that's favorite performance. Favorite scene. That would be the play at the end. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, are we actually going to get to see this? Mm. Oh, we're going to get to see this. My God. And then he's like, everybody, you have goggles and <laughs> earplugs under your seats. It's like, what the fuck are we going to see? I was see? like, what is happening? And like, you know, yeah, the, the plane, like, and the... In the shooting, I was, like, very impressed. I was like, I know that I'm watching a movie that's like, has a play in it, but I'm right. like, this play production is good. This is like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I love Dennis the Menace getting a goddamn flamethrower, man. Like, Oh, my God. And I love that he's got, like, you know, kids of all ages in it. Yeah. Like, he's got his little friend in it. And <laughs> and he even won over the, the kind of bully that he had at the beginning of the movie. Which, you know? by the way, it was pretty fucked up for him to shoot that kind of bully in the ear. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of fucked up, man. Right. Yeah. Was it? But he let him oh, be in the play. Hit him in the... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he hit him in the other ear. I mean, he didn't hurt. Like, it uh, probably stung, but it wasn't like well, an I like... actual bullet. Well, I like that the bully even calls him out for it, where it's just like, hey, you know, I know we're, we hate each other, but, like, don't get nasty, bro. Like, That's nasty. It's like, don't don't call out my ear. Like, that. It, like, yeah, I like that even he's like, look, 
I know you me. hate me, but like this is something I can't control. You fucking right. asshole! Like, and yeah. then he's like, "I'll let you be in my play," and he's like, "I've, I've wanted, wanted to be in your play." In that he's really like, I know. Kind of melted my heart. Me too. Yeah, it's like I always wanted to be in one of your fucking plays. <laughs> um. Yeah. Good stuff. Favorite scene. Awesome. Yeah. That just. I mean. And if I could, I it it would have been bad for me just to see this movie at a certain age because I would have just been like, you would have been like, I gotta do it. I gotta do that. Like we can do it. Like look, they they're doing it. Like they did it. Why can't we? Um, right. You know what? I'm fucking. I'm doing Pulp Fiction. I don't care. <laughs> this is an elementary school, Jacob. I don't care. Um. All right. Favorite line of dialogue. Um, it's an exchange. Okay. Uh, Dr. Guggenheim <laughs> from his hospital bed. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> and then Mrs. Guggenheim. That's the first thing he said in 10 days. <laughs> like that whole scene was so funny to me. I was just like, this is what's happening right now. <laughs> Does he even know it's me? It's Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great actor too. That's Brian Cox. He's a yes. love that guy. Awesome. Really good. Really good stuff. All right. And so I think that covers our favorite questions, right? So now uh out of 5 stars, how many stars do you give the movie Rushmore? I'm going to give it 3 and a half stars. Perfect. I was really weighing between three and a half and four. Yeah. If there was just like a tad more likability, it would have been four. Exactly. Because like just a the... small more small amount more growth. Yep. At the end of the day, these just these are not my kind of people. But for but but when Wes Anderson puts them in a production, like you know, has it like I don't know, like I like to watch it happen. Me too. And it's I such a it's such went... a movie, you know. It's not... <laughs> Poor Harry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, not exactly my kind of characters, but there was like a weird comfort level there. Right. Even my first time watching it. I don't know if it's because it's in the 90s or what. Um, it does feel like a 90s movie also. It definitely does. I also liked that he was still wearing his Rushmore jacket to his public school. Yes. I did smile about that, too. I Very was cute. like, oh, this kid. <laughs> All right, and then uh, would you rewatch or recommend? Uh, yeah, and yeah, why not? Awesome, yeah, it's got rewatchability. Super fun, totally, sure. it does. And then now, do you reboot this? I thought a lot about it, and yeah. I don't. Unless Wes Anderson was the director, I don't know that you could get the same tone. Uh huh. But like, I do think it could be fun if Owen Wilson played the character that Bill Murray plays. Oh, nice! I like, like, I don't right. have which kid I would have be Max. Right. Like, it would I don't have to know who I would. No name or you know, up and right. comer. Right. Right. Um, Great. I, yeah, I don't know who I would have play Max, but oh, hell, you I know think what? that just do it Owen in Wilson. A, just do it in a stop motion. <laughs> there you go there you go be a weird ass cartoon to watch be like moral oral Ugh. Hated <laughs> i that. don't know what that is and i moral don't want to know oral? yeah good don't like look it up um, <laughs> all right so that takes care of that is that everything 
I think it is. Yeah, right. Now we move on to the next movie, The Edge of Seventeen. Let me tell you about this. Let me hear about it. Let me tell you. For as long as she can remember, Nadine, played by Haley Steinfeld, has always been awkward, and her older brother, Darian, has had it all together. Good looks, confidence, popularity, etc. It wasn't easy, but eventually Nadine made a friend in Krista, and it seemed like nothing would ever tear them apart, even when things got real bad following the death of Nadine's father, who was always a positive figure in her life. Fast forward to junior year of high school and Nadine might still be awkward, Darian might still have confidence, but Krista wasn't going anywhere. Until the day she slept with Darian, completely throwing her friendship with Nadine into disarray and triggering Nadine's sense of abandonment. At first, things seemed to be on the mend, but like a lot of teens, Nadine is unable to see past her misery and goes into defense mode and starts to seek out a new relationship, whether it be with the awkward kid from class named Edwin, or Erwin, sorry, uh, which, awesome character, or the bad boy from Juvie. Avoiding her <laughs> problems and making them about herself doesn't seem to be, uh, doesn't seem to work out so well. So eventually, Nadine will have to decide whether maintaining a friendship with Krista is possible or even something she wants. And thankfully, she has her sarcastic teacher, Mr. Bruner? Bruner? Mm -hmm. Bruner, played by Woody Harrelson, yes. to offer her the best condescending advice he can. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's what he does best. It sure is. Uh, um, yeah. Speaking of, uh, let's hop into the Q&A. Oh, wow. Going let's right into it. Let's just do it. You don't even we're just... just... Jump in. Okay. We're jumping in, bro. We're jumping in. The discussion will happen. Right. I have a bunch of questions. All right. Um, is Mr. Bruner, played by Woody Harrelson, a good teacher? <laughs> now... We have this ongoing list of cool teachers, if you will. Yes. Like, top top of the list is uh, Mr. Keating from uh, Dead Poets Society, Dead of Poets course. Society. I mean, he's the gold standard for teachers. Yes. Definitely cinematic teachers. Yes. Um, and then followed closely by, at this moment in time, at this moment, you know, uh, what was... Uh, what was the teacher's it name? It was, uh, was played by Mr. Anderson, Paul Rudd's teacher. Yeah, Paul Rudd. Yeah, Mr. Anderson. Yeah, that's a good teacher. Um, we have a few of them here. Woody Harrelson's teacher, as entertaining as he might be, does not qualify. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's really entertaining to watch, and this just this movie did solidify for me. It's like, no, you know what, Woody Harrelson, I love that guy. Like he just enriches any movie he. Any scene that he happens to be involved I in. I agree. Like, he I don't just, know what it is. Like, I just can't get an... And it's weird that he pops up, like, in any fucking genre. It's really weird. Like, I, I've i seen him in westerns. I've seen him in superhero movies. I've yes. seen him in uh, uh, cowboy teen movies. dystopian. Yep, teen... That, right? Uh, now I've seen him in this... Uh, rom-coms. Rom-com, yes, rom-com. I've seen him in rom-coms. Like, yeah, I've seen him in a little bit of everything. And I don't know, like, he's just, like, charismatic as fuck, man. Like, he's, I'm just so charmed by him, and I don't know why, but anytime I see his name, I'm like, okay, I'll watch that movie. Yeah, right. And it's, like, from what I gather, he he's a, a well-liked fellow, and it appears yeah. pretty easy to get along with, 
production-wise, all this stuff. And I've heard a few times that he's actually pretty dang good at the improv. Like, he, this happens once in a while where it's like, yeah, we just had Woody, you know, uh, do his thing. And, yeah, so... Um, it also helps me, like, he's such an environmentalist. Like, he loves Earth and the environment. And oxygen and... bars. And what? And oxygen bars. I love that fact about him. Like, <laughs> I didn't know that, but I think it's really? amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I wanted to go to an oxygen bar when we were in Vegas so bad because I was really hungover and I heard it really helps. Yeah. But I didn't go. That's all right. Someday. But, well. Someday, maybe. I don't know. It's kind of weird now. Like, is it sanitary anymore? Like, yeah. Right. And that was part of the reason I didn't do it while we were in Vegas because I was like, it was post-COVID and I was like, yeah. oh, this feels kind of creepy. Anyways, but yeah. um, but yeah, that's and then, hilarious. Now yeah. he does have some darkness, like you know, like, but everybody does. But I do know he did have some instances of stuff in the past. But no, but I think as of now, like he seems good to go. Yeah. 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 I like him. He's a cool, dude. Good fella. And an interesting teacher in this. See, um, and now I need to see him because the one genre I feel like I haven't seen him in, but I'll double check on this because I feel like he's done everything, uh, would be I need to see him in a medieval thing now. Oh, yeah. Which, which, and then you're like, which he could pull off. He could actually pull it off. Like Michael Caine is going to be in a new, this is completely tangential. Yeah. Um, Michael Caine is going to be in a new medieval movie. I saw a trailer for it at the movies not too long ago, and I was like, I must see this. Michael Caine? Like Alfred? Like yeah. Scrooge? You bet your ass. Like you bet your ass. Ebenezer Scrooge? <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of the relationship between him and Nadine? Uh, yeah, no, that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. I didn't, like, I don't know if they have a history, but uh, this movie does a good job at, like, showing that she kind of is in his face all the time, especially lately. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, overall, I don't know how positive it is. I got pretty mad when, like, she kind of, like, laid her heart out and he was just like, oh, you know what? Maybe nobody likes you. She's like, that's funny <laughs> it is like one of those moments because i also was like oh but then i was like maybe he's just trying really to get her to see that she's she is going through a very selfish yes it's true phase and i think he's trying to get her to see the unlikable qualities which i think is important to do like to accept yourself as a whole you have to know like everyone has good and bad qualities and Nadine is going through a really hard phase after the death of her dad and, like, with her best friend drama and stuff. And she is being very selfish, which, again, right. is, like, that 17-year-old teenage yeah, thing, sure. you know? Mm -hmm. After he said that, it did make me feel a little better when he gave her the cookie. Right. Because, so, yeah. like, at least he sort of softened it a little bit. He's like, and he said she was his favorite student, which I was right. like, well, that's nice. Right. Right, it does eventually work itself out, but definitely in the moment I wasn't happy with, like, that response. No, for sure, it was a rough response. Yeah. Um, so, and that's why, like, it's fun, like, cinematically it's fun to see and everything. Like, I don't want, I don't want teachers to take some of these uh, ideas, you know, and you, because, yeah. like, let's, let's keep it in the realm of movies because you got a kid coming... <laughs> If you got a kid coming at you saying that they want to kill themselves and you right, respond with sarcasm, yeah. 
Let's not take that as a joke. Right. But dark comedy, here we are. Like, yes, this is something I like to see. Um, Right. Cinematically, good teacher, but still bad. Like, at the end of the day... No, I agree. Mr. Bruner, (laughs) not the best teacher, but sure as hell entertaining. Right. And I will say, like, uh, which kind of leads me into this next question... Uh, one thing I like about this movie is the avoidance of a lot of like teenage movie tropes. Yeah. Um, for instance, the teacher taking her to his house in another movie that would have been so creepy as it was, it sort of put me on edge. And then I was like, Oh, right. Like he's taking her to meet his family and showing her that he is like a person outside of being a teacher. And he was trying to be there for her. Like, he went and he picked her up when she was in a bad situation. Yes, right. In another film, though, it would have been maybe a darker turn of events if a teacher picked a student up and took her to his house. Right. Um, And also, uh, the car scene with the boy. Mm-hmm. The juvie I, boy. Yeah. In another movie, they might have had the brother show up and then beat the shit out of the juvie boy. Oh, you know, great. like. <laughs> that that actually well that actually would have made me like the brother at oh least a little gosh. bit. Oh my gosh, yeah. The brother only has one real redeeming scene. Yeah. Um but well, uh yeah. what did you think but, like about that like the movie kind of avoiding some of the major teen well, movie tropes? Well, I was grateful for it especially with the car scene, you know, like yeah, I was on edge that whole time, so I'm glad it didn't go worse. Um and it was, yeah, handled yeah. with a lot, good level of authenticity. And, like, and it was also actually refreshing to see is, like, she said no when he stopped. Like, wow, that even even this douchey asshole knows that no means no. Yes. Um, and stopped. Uh, so, you know, so there was that. Yeah, there's a few um, subverting audience expectations where it's like, yeah, yeah normally the on top of that uh going to the teacher's house like just the just the relationship between her and bruner itself like usually the teacher would just be more like you know emotionally available like whatever like very after right. school specially but this guy was like no i'm not taking your shit <laughs> right. and, I, and i did like that like a, yeah mm-hmm. you know and yes, especially to a certain extent for sure especially for the sake of dark comedy and everything so uh um, yes and then same with like i I wanted more out of it, but I enjoyed seeing the brother-sister relationship and, you know, and the mother-daughter-and-brother relationship and how that worked out. Um, Even the little drama with the friend and the brother, like, that provided some good, yeah, drama. Um, And, yeah, just was never addressed in things before and handled relatively believable, uh... Again, not always to my satisfaction, though, because here's the thing. Like, I'm a petty motherfucker. Like, yeah, no, if if my best friend sleeping with my sister, brother, whatever, nope. Like, we're done. Like, you know, no. And you're not going to. Yeah, gonna... that was, I was going to say, what did you think of the boyfriend, best friend drama? Yeah, and you're not going to see them again. And I'm going to a different school. And, like, you know, like, no, like, I'm sorry. Like, and I thought her friend was way too not understanding. <laughs> right. Like, yeah and may like to it but also nadine was uh being whatever i don't like petty in her own way as well but i think i think it was a give and take i think they needed to have an actual discussion 
I think just because it's like a movie and it wasn't, it was like the length it was. But I think like if we had seen her grow up at their house and like always like the brother, mm-hmm. then maybe we could have been like, well, she's always loved the brother and she loved, like, then it could have yeah. been a different story, right? Right. But from our angle, we just saw her have this awesome friendship with Nadine. We didn't see her really interact with the brother until the night they slept together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, And so I think with a little more context, like, but I think it's okay that they didn't give it to us because maybe it's okay to sit in those feelings too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sometimes Nadine is not right, but like I would at 17, I would have been pissed. Are you kidding? Yeah. I would have been so pissed. My only friend. Yeah. That's who my brother who has his pick of girls chooses yeah. is my only friend. <laughs> right. And see, and, it's right. sort of like, yeah. like a toy, like, Oh, I have this toy. And now my brother who has all the toys in the world wants this one toy. Yeah. You know? Right. And he already, and he already gives her shit for not having friends in the first place. And mm, right. like, right. Yeah. So yeah. And I feel like yeah, this brother was, uh, position to be like oh no but but you know he's the good guy here it's like maybe but i don't like him like (laughs) like yeah he doesn't have a lot of like ability i did enjoy the scene well i enjoyed a couple of scenes like i enjoyed the scene of him and nadine sort of like when they argue and bicker like i sort of like that because you do feel like oh yeah that's siblings yeah right at that age Mm -hmm. um and i liked I did like the scene when they finally like talked it out a little bit. Right. A little bit. And, All and he gave he her though her was a and... hug. Like, yeah, that was his response. Lays out her soul, says this soul crushing confession of, Oh God, it's so hard, you know? And then his response is, here you go. <laughs> I'm going to give you a piece of affection. I know it would have been better if he would have leveled with her a little more and talked about, his grief and like how he feels about himself. Like maybe, you know, they could have enriched that moment a little more. Definitely. But But, again, it is, it's, I can still take it away. It's like, well, it's a movie and like, it's the physical, blah, 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 whatever. Right, 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 right. It's like, we can fill in the blanks. Like, you know, we got to see the little bits like, and we did get to see him. Like he was genuinely worried when he was looking for her maybe like, but tell. then he didn't let her see that though did he like see no. this is the problem i have with this guy if it's just yeah like, you can't have it both ways it's like mm-hmm. right right um and and i already this guy's already like lower down for me because here's the thing dude nadine is 100 percent right about most of the things about you where it's like you ain't gonna have problems right got it you're you're white uh, you're a guy. You're good looking. You're gonna as long as you don't fuck up that, like you're gonna be right. okay. So, for you to, he's just not understanding of her plight. Where it's just like, yeah, I just I didn't care right. for that. So, I already don't have a lot of respect for good looking guys because we all know that you got life, it so easy. <laughs> yeah, we know your life is gonna be easy. And like, don't like, don't come at me. Like, no. <laughs> um, um, this is a speaking fact. of good-looking guys yeah erwin hey i like erwin so erwin's a good guy i love erwin um so that was refreshing to see an awkward guy um like even more awkward than nadine Uh, totally (laughs) 
So uh, he is such an awkward person. And I like when he asked her where she bought her hoodie, I was like, oh, this is so cringy and I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. I love those moments. The Ferris wheel moment. Um, that could have. <laughs> That could have gone worse, but it was literally... Oh, man, it was, like, a little painful. Um, <laughs> a misreading of the situation and, like, yeah. Yeah. The pool, like, I thought that that was going to be bad. Yeah, me too. But yeah. then he, like, put on song and was laughing You're with her, and I was like, yeah. oh, he's a good good dude. Like, it could have been worse. I mean, when we have only one other guy to compare him with, and that's Nick the Prick. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Nick the Prick. That's yeah. my nickname for him. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, I have one more question is all. Yo. I don't know why, and maybe it's just because of who I am as a person, but I genuinely enjoy awkward TV shows and movies. <laughs> like, uh-huh. I get a thrill out of it. Do you like it? Do you hate it? I know people who can't stand to watch awkward things. Oh, you know I And like... I am on the other spectrum. Right. No, I love... For the most part, I love those things. Where it, So this was on the borderline of it's a different generation. Like, I started to feel some of the generational differences. Yes. But, but not enough for it to lose me, you know? Because, right. again, it's still relatable. I still understand a lot of these things. But I am starting to feel the, the generational differences. Totally. Um, so the more I feel that, the less, like, it's like... I don't care about awkwardness between teens so much. Where, you sure. Know, but uh, so the closer you are to my age, the better and stuff like that. Yes. British British cringe humor is the oh, the Olympic standard. winner of. Yes, of, I so agree. Of cringe humor and Ricky Gervais like might have made the best show about it, like extras, which is just yeah nothing but scenes of. I think his intention was, I just wanted to put us in the most awkward situations ever and, like, see like see what happens. Like, we didn't even have to get out of it. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And I'm glad you like it, too. But, no, yeah, so, I thought that, yeah, and this is, this is right on the, yeah, right on the right level for me. Yeah. Same. Because it's like this and then eighth grade, same thing. I really oh. like that. Like, yeah. Bo Burnham's level... Of awkward is my level of awkward. Yeah, so. where's the where's the next movie, Bo? Where's he? Where, yeah, come on, Bo. What are you doing? Where's bro? my movie? Come on. <laughs> I wonder what he's doing right now. What is he doing? Hmm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, time for our favorite questions. <laughs> Favorites. All right. Favorite performance. Favorite performance goes to Haley Steinfeld easily. Yeah. I mean, and she's also we did. Well, we did talk about how she she possesses one of the coolest voices of all time because she voices two of the coolest characters. But uh but she does just have that voice quality I like. It's kind of she does. lower register, like yeah, awesome, cool girl. Um and then honorary goes to Woody Harrelson easily. Uh yeah. Like even though we've got some cool characters in uh like uh the brother and so on it Irwin was a close close call. Irwin's great too, but Woody yeah. Harrelson really uh made this role his own so yeah hell yeah hell yeah i love woody yeah he does enrich enrich scenes and movies that he's in um awesome favorite scene it would be the when she's getting real with mr bruner and uh even after 
saying the shitty thing he says but then but then it's the recovery from that and the the cookie bit where it's like i'm gonna give you my cookie and it's like why it's like to make you feel better like what like, why <laughs> else <laughs> like, like hello this is why i give you a cookie you give me a cookie i give you a cookie <laughs> <laughs> and then I also like there's so many good bits like that because then it's like well I think we all know what needs to be said right now so I'm just gonna go out and say it <laughs> get out of the car <laughs> I know I just love that it's like my favorite uh <laughs> what's it called uh Jungle Cruise bit it's like yes. all right everybody get out <laughs> I'm sorry that was rude get out please <laughs> yes exactly I love it awesome a uh, favorite quote so, you know, and this, it's, a, it's a hard one. You know, ever since we were little, like, I'm, I've had this feeling like I'm floating outside my body, looking down on myself, and I hate what I see, how I'm acting, the way I sound, and I don't know how to change it. And I'm so scared. That feeling is never going to go away. Yeah. And what's your response to that? Here, let me let me hug you. <laughs> let me hug you real quick. <laughs> let me hug you. You sound like an idiot. Let me hug you. Let me hug you real it. good. You betcha. <laughs> um, because I mean, I like to I like to think a lot of us feel this way. Yes. Um, but if not, that's okay, because I feel this way. So fuck you guys and <laughs> and like. Help me. No, just kidding. Help me. Um, well. No, no. Uh, but definitely go through bits of this. Um, for sure. You know. And at the end of the day, like, I do. And unfortunately, I think the mom has the best advice, actually. Yeah? I think she actually does. It's like, here's the trick. Think that everybody else has that same problem, but they're just better at faking it than you are. Because that, at the end of the day, I think that is, I think that's the Life. case. That's, that's the case. life, man. And that's why that's why people like her brother are gonna have it easy because he just knows how to fake it really well. And he's good looking, so the package is already appealing. It's there, so yeah. then when he's just on top of that also a decent actor, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's got it set. So it may it does make it helps a little bit. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But awesome. either that or I love when she's with Erwin and she's like, you know what you need to do? You need somebody to rob you so you can reenact Home Alone. <laughs> that was pretty good, too. That was. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I really liked her mom. Like. For the most part. Yeah. I, she well, had I love her troubles. Don't get me wrong. But. I love Kira Sedwick. Like, that helped. Me, too. Yeah. Not Julia yeah, Roberts' Yeah, I did sister. think it was funny as fuck, like, when. Cause we saw her like not get out of the car for school. And then as an, as a like te teenage kid, we see that. And her mom's like this again. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and then I like her response. Like, it. well, you're going to work with me then. <laughs> I'm taking you to work. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, awesome. And what would you rate it out of five stars? Three and a half. I think Perfect. it's a three and a half star show today. Um, yeah, no, because, sure <laughs> no, because, uh, yeah, no, I thought it was just the right level of cringe, but also had some great lessons involved. It uh, did, yeah. You know, it didn't satisfy me completely with some of the relationships, so that's why it gets 
docked a little bit, but at the end of the day, I thought everybody was doing their best. So, yeah, I agree. Awesome. And uh, would you rewatch and recommend? Yeah, for sure. It's a little long, but you know, yeah, I'd rewatch it, especially for the Woody Harrelson scenes. Yes, um, and sure. I would recommend it because we need more good, like of this generation, uh, yes. coming of age stories. Um, this definitely qualifies. So yeah. Yes. And then would you reboot it? Reboot it? No, because again, like this, it's such. It's obviously working within a genre, so just do more in that genre. Right. It, it's not distinctive <clears throat> enough to really warrant like rebooting, rebooting. It is. I whole, agree. Like Rushmore, where it's like, oh, they're rebooting Rushmore. You'd know what I was talking about. Right. Um, where it's like, oh, they're rebooting Edge of Seventeen. It's like, why? Like, right. I agree. Yeah. Awesome. Here we go. So Here we go. There's the two movies. So now the time has come to make the c- 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 connection. Connection. Chess pawns. Lock. Matches. All physical objects, man-made. Small in size, light in weight. It's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of it. Of what? Our connection. And so we are all connected. In the great circle of life. All right, Casey. So what do you got for a connection? All right. Max and Nadine are both good manipulators. <laughs> nice. They are pretty manipulative, aren't they? They sure are. Um, both are narrated by our feature. Or, sorry, both are narrated by or feature voice over acting from uh the main characters, so either Max That's or true. Nadine. Yep. Um, both have moments where they throw fits. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to word that. Yeah, that's Temper true. tantrums. <laughs> the death of a parent has uh, certainly taken a toll on both of them. Yes. Um, Max and Nadine are trying to stop their friends from being in relationships. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um... In that vein, I put a betrayal occurs between two yes. main characters, uh, usually related to a sexual encounter or a rumored sexual encounter, handjobs. Um, <laughs> Nadine ends the friendship with Krista, right, after discovering her with mm-hmm. Darian, and then Dirk is pissed that Max supposedly, yeah, uh, got a handjob from his mom. So there you go. Right. Uh, both kids are friends with adults. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, right, exactly. I put awkward teens who have, like, candid conversations with teachers as well. Yes. Kind of get on the same level. Um, awesome. Anything else? Uh, both movies feel sort of real, and both are definitely awkward. Okay. And then I last one for me, both leads are self-centered, who eventually open up a yes. bit by the end of the film. Like, yes. Right? And Both of them come of age. Yes. Now, um... <laughs> We didn't cover this at the top of the show like we usually do. Would you double feature this? Does this work as a double feature? Um, I didn't hate watching them as a double feature. I'm gonna, like, especially... It would be kind of hard con- to... Sorry, I'm just to... gonna say that, like, with these connections, like, I really noticed that these are pretty similar, and I wouldn't uh, discard it. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. The tone of Rushmore is so different. Yeah, right. Um, and I watched them, I watched Edge of Seventeen, and then I watched Rushmore, and if I were to do it again as double feature, I think I would do it the opposite way. Nice, right. 
fresh word than edge of 17. Interesting. Yeah. And on a more profound note. Yeah. And yeah. with that more emotional punch exactly. that you get. Yeah. That works. Yeah. All right. So that takes care of the connection. Now it's time for movie matchmaking. Here we go. But look at this nice thing that we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find. Catch me a catch. All right. And this is where we let you know, you know, if you liked either of these movies, here's some movies that you might also enjoy. So if yeah. you enjoyed The Edge of Seventeen, you might also enjoy Lady Bird by Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Yeah. And Sixteen Candles by John Hughes. Yeah. <laughs> true. I haven't rewatched it in a long time, and I don't think I will. Uh-huh. Because I've heard it's a real cringe to go back and watch. Sixteen Candles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, particularly at the end. Yeah. I haven't watched it in a long time, and I think I'll just leave it. Let I've it be fond in my memories. There you go. I haven't seen Pretty in Pink, so instead of watching Sixteen Candles again, maybe I'll watch Pretty in Pink. Oh, hell yeah. I remember liking both of them. Mm -hmm. I also really liked, from the 80s, Some Kind of Wonderful. Oh. Did you watch that movie no. ever? No. I should add that to your list, because it's great. Do it. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yes. Um, if you enjoyed Rushmore, yeah. you might like... Royal Tenenbaums. Yep. Boom. Yep. <laughs> a Grand Budapest Hotel. Right. Moonrise Kingdom. Definitely Moonrise. Oh, that's that's my third favorite. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We'll watch that one. Uh, yeah. That's got... I haven't seen any of these to be honest, but right. um... it's funny. You those are, those are literally all Wes Anderson films. <laughs> so you're basically saying it's like you can't really watch anything. But Wes Anderson. You have films. to watch another Wes Anderson film. It's kind of true though, because he is very distinctive. Um, nice, yeah. Moonrise Kingdom would definitely be up your alley. It's basically a Boy Scout or survivalist troops. Oh hell yeah. Um, but they're kids. Yeah, it's good shit. Sounds excellent. Edward Norton. Awesome. Okay. Um, that takes care of that. So now it is time for our recommendations. We have a shared recommendation this week. Yeah, because uh, something so good came along that we could not deny its power, <laughs> if you will. Um, yes, the power. Listen, people. Yeah, and it's not not often that we both, like, yeah, share a recommendation. So Right, you know but this is a powerful one. Yep gotta be said so the show is rings of power rings of power lord of the rings rings of power right amazon um, studios which don't let that phase you like i i hate jeff bezos too but fuck it yeah man. fuck that they guy but man the studios knows yeah. how to pull some shit together right because it's great now if you are now if you're listening to this and you are like if you like to declare yourself like one of the biggest like Tolkien fans and like you know you just know your shit, maybe don't watch the show because we don't need to yeah. hear from you. Uh, we're kind of over here enjoying it for what it is. <laughs> right, and you know, um, Tolkien wrote Lord of the Rings what a century ago. Um, <laughs> how long ago was it? A yeah. long time ago, right. and things were a lot different politically than they are now. So you can understand how things would grow and change and not be exactly the way they were in Lord of the Rings, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
and just but so the show like just everything like that's why there is such a disconnect between me and this other side of the fandom where it's like what are you going to attack here the production value can't be that the can't music be that. can't be that can't be that no. the performances can't, can't be, that. be that except galadriel i kind of do need a little more from okay um <laughs> um i mean you know the writing may be but i'm finding some amazing lines of dialogue in here mm -hmm. like uh, the messaging has been beautiful so far too exactly. like the underlying messages like i don't know man to me it is just as good as it gets it's for the, tv it's the perfect response to game of thrones it's like if you like game of thrones you might not like rings of power and that's okay because and guess what you might like both like yeah. i am thoroughly enjoying house of dragon and i'm thoroughly enjoying rings of power right right and it is like feeding two different parts of my soul um because like on the one hand like the great thing because you get something out of one that you don't get out of the other yes. where it's like unfortunately i'm never gonna see any like no elf human fucking in lord of the rings <laughs> but i go over right. i go over to or yeah rings of power but i go over to like game of thrones and shit hey there's fucking all the time over there um, all the time but and then but then lord of the rings like i get the heartwarming stuff like oh, i mean yeah yeah just beauty like yeah the heartfoots i love them my girl, my Ugh. girl Nori, don't even, don't even get me started. I just, everything about it is so lovely, and it just pulls you into this, like, visually outstanding world, okay? Which Lord of the Rings is definitely known for, yes, right? Absolutely. Everybody says it's like, and it's filmed in New Zealand, which yes. some people say was, like, God's eye. Like, it's one of the most beautiful places on earth. Yeah. And I desperately want to go there someday. Yes. Of I have course. a friend who went there and she never came home. Yeah. There she you go. married a New Zealand man and stayed there. There you go. <laughs> um, the power. So. <laughs> yeah. See? It's a beautiful place. Um, and just like, ah, oh, the beauty and grace in which they tell these, like, really interesting stories and yeah mm, i'm hooked it's gonna be so good i'm so hooked so we're pretty early on like who knows by the time this episode comes out it could take a turn for the worse but as of right now i'm riding high i just can't imagine it i'm waiting on the next episode so guess what i'm doing i'm re-watching the first two episodes over and over again <laughs> i love it so much like, every day i love it and then and it will I've, drop every fridays right yeah yeah every morning i i i like to start my morning off with a little uh, the Wandering Day, which is a song we have not yet heard in the series, but is mm. coming and is on the soundtrack. Which oh, I can't wait. Which I'm listening to the soundtrack too. See, folks, like I'm like I'm finally getting the Lord of the Rings fever that y'all had back when the uh, the Lord of the Rings movies came out and everything. Yeah, I will never. I've always really enjoyed the series. I just never read the books, and I Same. I wouldn't say I'm a super fan, but no. I do enjoy it a lot. You I'm know? what I call a casual fan of Lord of the Rings. I love that yeah. a casual fan. And and most fans would be like, you can't be that. I'm like, well, here I am. <laughs> yeah, like I think that you can be a casual fan of whatever you want. Exactly. Um, but no, man, the Harfoot. Now, Casey, uh, elf, Hobbit, or dwarf. What you gonna so this be? This is oh, really hard for or, me. Or human, I mean, if you want, but I mean, well, I don't want to be human. Okay, cool. It's hard for me because I feel like I am such a cross between a Harfoot and an elf, because I feel like a lot of the Harfoot things, like living in a community and cooking together, and like I love 
love that idea so much where, and like making things out of the forest and and where uh, the highlight of your it. day is oh let's just go eat some berries and dance around yes <laughs> so maybe i'm more of a harfoot than i am an elf but i do love like the elves and it's the glam casey it's the glam beautiful. yeah they're so beautiful yeah. like I want uh, I want one of those velvet robes too, like you same. know. Same, yeah, yeah. I want their outfits, man. Dude, that yeah. But yeah, I would probably I would probably live in the Hobbit world or yeah, the Harfoot world, yeah, because like I just love their life. It's simple. It's beautiful. It's they enjoy the things that the Earth gives them. Yes. I yes. love that. It's good shit. All mm. right, folks. So yep, long. I don't want to be a dwarf though. I just have See, to say, I just don't now, really want to be a dwarf. Like, I think the show is gonna like shed shed a little more light on the dwarf. Like dwarves were never really explored in the Lord of the Rings uh, movies before. I think this is gonna give us a little more of that, and I'm looking forward to that because I Me like. Too. It was very cool what we saw. I like Durin. I like I like Elrond's friend, so I'm really eager yeah, to see too. where that goes. So yeah, um, awesome. So there's our recommendation for you. <laughs> Um, long-winded recommendation. If you have a recommendation of your own, go ahead and send it our send it our way at our email. Movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. At the movie connection, all one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at KC Schwartz. We've got a Facebook, you know, like Go ahead and head over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a little rate and review, maybe five stars. That would be most appreciated. Um, and yeah, now the time has come for us to announce the movies that we will be watching for next week's show. Woohoo! And now is this? Oh shit! I am assigning you. Go ahead. School of Rock. There's no way you can <laughs> this is <a> stop. <laughs> the School of Rock. I'm so excited. Great it's movie. been a hot minute since I watched this, and I'm. It's gonna be so fun. Perfect. And ah, uh, this is now. Yep, I've been withholding this one from you. Yeah, I don't know what it is. So School of Rock and. Grease is the word. It's the oh, word yeah. that you've heard. It's got groove. It's got meaning. Yeah. Bump, 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 bump. All right, folks. So we got Grease and we got School of Rock. Both of these are rewatches. Both of them. And it is going to be awesome and be epic. Epic. As epic <laughs> as rings of, as, eh, as epic as rings of power. Maybe not that epic. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Please take care of yourselves and each other. Take care. Bye. Surprise to see me. No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. So, we are all connected in the great circle of life. <laughs>